Hey everybody, and welcome back to yet another podcast. Woohoo! Can't believe I'm still doing this. I can. I look forward to it every weekend, trying to get one of these things done to speak to the peoples, the peoples that are listening. Thank you so much. Yet again, I am always surprised by the way at which people uh, enjoy this and what they get from it. So thanks all that have been keeping up and listening and doing it. I've uh, gone back. I've listened to my son's one a couple times just because it was just such a delight to actually kind of get to know that kid a bit better. I mean, it's kind of weird to think about uh, having a child and and thinking you know them uh, as best as you do. But then I think the best part about it was it was just kind of sitting back and getting to just hear him and take him in. Um, I would actually recommend anyone who has a teenage child uh, to sit down and interview them. <laughs> um, I noticed an actual change in him uh, in our relationship, but not a dramatic one, but just one of a bit more calm, a bit more respect, a bit more comfort, um, you know, a bit more joy and kind of just chatting. He called me at 9.45 p.m. last night to let me know what his day was like. He's never done that before, but he said, Dad, you told me to give you a call, and I know I didn't call you earlier, but I wanted to make sure I called you, and that is a first so who who would have ever thought their 14-year-old son would have been hanging out with their mates and then went, I got to call my dad. I mean, he probably did want a little extra time on his phone, but he said that wasn't the premise of it. And he made sure he corrected me that that wasn't what I said. But uh, there you have it. Um, I would highly recommend anyone uh, who has children uh, of that age who thinks that uh, they're growing away from them, whatever, to figure out a way to sit down and have a chat and listen. Because that's kind of what I did. I mean, I did a bit of talking. Um, but I actually tried to make sure that I was listening more and, um, yeah, I listened back, uh, with the wife just because she likes to listen to these things too. And, uh, it was, uh, it was entertaining. I've had others of you come up and tell me they thought it was pretty good. So that's cool. I, I was surprised by it. So just a bit of feedback from me to you about the experience that I'm having in doing these podcasts. I, um, I do enjoy them and I'm starting to get a bit more of a, an understanding of what I want from this, uh, and what I'm trying to achieve. And uh, yeah, there you go. There, there's a bit of the uh, the Joe Show kicking into gear, full effects, making it happen. Um, my, my, I do have an admission to make, and that admission is that these food for thoughts have fallen off the wagon. I mean, my my illegitimate excuses for this are time. Uh, I do have time, but it's the win in the week to do it. And because I was trying to jam it in in the week where I'm already kind of busy and running around, I just don't get to them. So what I'm going to aim to do is do the, hopefully record these on the weekend when I have time, which I seem to have a little bit more time on the weekend and then just stage them to release on the Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like them. I mean, nobody's said, Hey, I like food for thought. Uh, I think they're great little bits, um, yet, but I, I'm going to keep going cause I got a couple more conspirator hat, weirdo Joe stuff that I want to get off my chest. And really, I guess for me, it's therapeutic to just drop these things out and hope that I, you know, marginally offend people to the point where they just can hopefully learn something or, or feel something from it and not hate me for having some crazy, uh, opinions about the world. Um, but I guess that's a little bit of the old self-deprecation. I mean, I, I don't think they're that bad, but I mean, fair enough. I mean, some of that could be moderately offensive, I suppose, to some people. Um, but here we are again, uh, with a yet another interview. I, uh, I'm, I'm about to hit that number nine. I haven't hit the double digits yet. I am very close to getting to there, but this is uh, episode nine. I do believe in my chronological listing of interviews. I got the chance to interview Scott Forster. 
a good friend of mine, uh, a colleague first, uh, a friend later, and generally somebody that I've got a lot of respect for who is out there hustling, doing the thing, making it all look uh, a little bit flawless, a little bit, a little bit too easy sometimes. I mean, outside of the fact that he's absolutely one of the most handsome men I've ever come across in my life, uh, he is also quite the uh, hustler and the guy that is building a business called We Discover, a group of people and managing a group of people, working with a group of people that I have a lot of respect for in the industry that we all work in. Uh, they work more so in the in a part of the industry than I do now, but I got the chance to work with these guys and, and get to know Scott across the last couple of years. And I'll tell you what, it's an interesting person. And in this interview, I actually got to know him even more than I thought I had known him. Not that I thought I knew everything about Scott. Uh, he was slightly a mystery in some ways, but he you know, clued me up onto who he was, where he came from, and what he's all about. And, and it was actually quite insightful to get more of a picture of this guy. Um, I hope you guys all get a, a good run of uh, just kind of hearing somebody cut through and um, I guess have have a, a focal point that I just wasn't aware of. It's someone who kind of sees their future in far more clarity than I do and is, is going for it. Um, I got a lot of respect for somebody who can see what they want and get after it and do what they got to do to get there uh, and not worry about the path so much as uh, then think about the end game and how they want to achieve it. And that's Scotty. Uh, and that's what I got from got from this uh, was that he's a man with a vision he knows what his purpose is. He knows what he's good at, and he's going for it. And I, I, I thought it was really neat to kind of have that that chat with him and and get the get the feels going on that. Um, so without further ado, and uh, and for those of you that just love my voice, this is the point at which it ends, and you get to hear it mixed with somebody else's. Uh, this is my chat with Scott Forster. I hope you all enjoy it. And uh, again, if you're there for the outro, you get to hear all my witty jokes and all my great uh, points that I make about these things. Uh, you know that I make in the in the interview. So if you hang out, you get to hear even more of me just talking directly into your ears. So we could work through. You know, we could talk about whatever. But you know, that's kind of where I was going to just kind of run a bit of a line and see where we go. Um, yeah. But you yeah, know, kind of okay. start with that. So we could. So you, so so you can cue, you'll give me some cues and you'll. I mean, you'll, I'll run the whole show. You just jump yeah, in. Okay. You just yeah, sit, okay. sit shotgun. Just think of it. We're we're going on a on a road trip. I'm just gonna be driving the car. You just sit <laughs> yeah, there okay. and I'll, I'll I'll pump you along. <laughs> okay, sounds good, man. Yeah, sounds the normal good. Joe right. show, Scotty. The normal Joe yeah, show. Yeah, it's the, like, the, it's the, the, way the, to go. The, the only thing missing is uh is a beer and uh that's it, and mate. a table to sit at. <laughs> that's it. This is it. We just ride it out, buddy. Sweet man. Two hands on the wheel. That's it. Are right, you ready? The journey. Yeah, you I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Let's good. do it. All right, buddy. So, Scotty, <clears throat> Scotty yeah. Forrester, thank you so much for getting on the show. We're going to officially start this thing. I, uh, I am really excited to get to have a good chat with you today about all the things that we could possibly come up with. Um, but one of the things about this show that I um, do with all the people that I interview is, is that I get them to tell me who they are because the people listening don't don't know these anyone. They, I don't even know if they yeah. really know me. So yeah, you know, Scott Forrester. Uh, you and I work together and that's kind of fundamentally how we met. The question I have though, were you on the street corner that day when I bumped into Ash or was that not, you were not there? No, no, I wasn't there. Um, oh. but yeah, but thanks Joe. Thanks for, thanks for having me and uh, look, look forward to having a chat. Um, no, I wasn't there that day. I was still at IG in the building, I think. And yeah, the guys I think so. came back. I think they went to Skittle Lane. Had a coffee there. I couldn't make it out that day. I don't think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They came back and basically said, "Yeah, they bumped into an ex uh, friend, well, a friend of of, of Ashes and yeah. the guy he played ice hockey with." And um, 
we got to try and get him a job, I think. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and pretty much the next day or so, you rocked up and you were working at IG. I know, um, that was... <laughs> It, it was, was unbelievable, unbelievable, right? Yeah, because I was trying to, I was thinking about it the other day around like the happen chance of that. The fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you and I have known each other for, I don't know, like three or four years or so yeah. as a result of that. And, yeah. um, you know, and that, you know, that we've always kept in contact and there's a good, you know, good friendship and trajectory. You know, I mean, you came to my wedding. I mean, like, it's amazing yeah. how just one moment can lead to so many different things, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I just realized that I didn't, I didn't quite remember who was there, but I, yeah, yeah. I thought, were you or were you not? Because I was in my own world about ready to lose my job. Oh, absolutely. So I was just like, oh, I don't know. Was he there or was it, you know, because I remember he was just Ash. I was just talking to Ash. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it was actually Warner and Nima, I think possibly. Yeah, um, I think that's probably and I, it. Yeah. And, and I just remember, yeah, you, you know, obviously you're rocking up and, you know, obviously joining the team and, um, yeah, just, you know, hearing your personality and listening to, you know, what you had to say and taking projects on was, you know, obviously for me, it was, um, such an interesting time and, you know, a, a role that we needed at, at, at the job at the, at the time. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome having you on board. And I think, you know, we clicked pretty well, you know, due to just how you conduct yourself in business and how you treat people. And, um, I personally automatically just connected so well with, with how you did things, um, yeah. you know, cutting to the chase, getting through things and. Yeah, working with you on some projects was really sort of you know we didn't work a lot together, but just respect to the way you 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 know putting people first and working on that. So you know for me it was a good connection, and I think that's where the friendship started. I think. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I think that there was a level of maturity that we kind of uh, wanted to have, and you know the way that we conducted ourselves was right. Let's get get some shit done, you know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, let's absolutely stop talking a little bit. Let's just work, you know. And uh, yeah, 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 I I like that. Um, yeah. Well, Scotty, so uh, let's do a little bit about who you are, where you come from. I mean, sure, outside sure. of an accent, uh, you know, what's what's a little bit of background here? What do we got? Who are we working with yeah. here? What do we got today? Yeah, sure, sure. So um, obviously, I'm South African born, um, grew up in South Africa in the sort of, you know, 80s, um, late 70s, 80s, and then basically studied civil engineering um, for about two years and then decided to get out of that and get into uh, something basically I was passionate about and something I, I was pretty good at um, when I was at school, but never sort of continued on, which is sort of graphics and art mm. um, and decided to go into graphic design, animation, um, and just to feel that out and really go back to my core. Um, and I did that for, for a bit in South Africa and then decided to leave South Africa to go to London and uh, went across my brother and one of my best mates from school and ended up hanging out there for five years um, with my, my girlfriend, my wife now. Um, and yeah, just explored a whole bunch of different things over there. Um, I, I, I've done everything under the sun, if you can think of it. I've packed boxes, I've, I've hung drapes, I've, I've, I've worked at Elton John's house where he's thrown his birthday party, where the Spice Girls were there. You know, I've, I've done all of it. You know, Wait, I've done did you just really, say the Spice Girls? Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was working for a um, catering company, and we um, basically Elton John was it was one of his birthdays. I don't know what it was, but oh, so Elton threw, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Elton my John. gosh! So we had this big um, his party, and we were I was at the back doing all the food and yeah. catering, you know, and and you know those sort of things, that life experiences, right? And yeah, um, it was it was awesome. I did I did, a, I did a few things like that where it was not glamorous, but you know you had to pay the bills and. You know, someone going over there with, with not much money and just mm. wanted to experience life, really, um, at the age of nine, well, I think 19 or 20. Um, 
I didn't really have, I didn't have a degree. Yeah. Um, obviously studied, had a diploma, a few things here and there. Mm. But yeah, I just sort of got on it and um, obviously had a good time while I was there, but mainly focused on, on entrepreneurial sort of projects. Um, I set up a business when I was, uh, when I first arrived, pretty much six months in. Um, yeah. I partnered up with a, a .NET developer and yeah, basically we set up a little agency and we had about five or six clients. Um, and then I did a whole bunch of different things too there. I, I fell back on my civil engineering to make some money. I then set up a, um, another agency where, um, yeah, I was, I was working on my own and helping out building websites and other things. Okay. Um, so I dabbled in a lot of different things. I met an Australian guy over there who, um, basically we worked on a couple of product ideas on the side and unfortunately he left to come back to Australia. Mm. Um, and that became my next step into Australia where he sort of contacted me and he was doing a startup. Um, and we sort of, my, my girlfriend, wife now at the time, we sort of were over, we were over, um, UK and mm -hmm. we were like, well, let's go back to South Africa. And this opportunity came along where let's go to Australia and just sort of touch base and see what's, what's there. Okay. Um, speaking to this Australian guy, he was like, come, let's start a business together. I came over here and then, yeah, I set up a startup with him. Um, focused on the tech side of things. We worked out of his, um, worked out of his flat in Fairlight and yeah, for about six months and we you know working around the clock to get this thing off the ground and basically, you know, got it to a point where we got about 30 different clients. Um, yeah. And just sort of worked, you know, worked that way. And I think, you know, just reflecting back and I won't go into too much more detail, but all these experiences, I suppose, from South Africa to the UK, um, working all different types of jobs, trying different things, starting different businesses, um, coming to the, obviously to Australia mm. to run a, to run a venture. Um, you know, I've worked in agencies and also you know enterprise. Where obviously I met you, so you know I, I've done a whole bunch of different things. So I think I'm a I'm, I'm experienced in sort of life, I suppose, and, and traveling and meeting people and and trying different things. And I suppose that's where that's my foundation. Mm. I haven't got a degree. But I've, I've got a degree in life, I think, in, in terms of trying to, you know, trying to get through life and make and make something of it. Yeah, I mean, well, geez, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you and I both agree that um, it's what you've done that uh, defines who you are, and not necessarily, you know, and the experiences you've had that define you, not necessarily the things that you've learnt and then not done anything with, right? So, yeah, I you know, I think uh, I, I agree. I mean, I've got like this arts degree that sort of zero purpose in my life. Um, you yeah. know, I am exactly who I am as a result of the, the things that I've uh, accomplished and the things that I've chased and I've gone after. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, the failures, the, the wins, like all those things make up, you know, um, the motivation that I have to continue to do the things that I'm doing on a regular basis. Um, yeah, 100%. it's interesting, Scotty, cause I, I didn't realize how many different um, starts you've had with uh, various businesses or things, right? So yeah, yeah, where does yeah. that come from? Why why have you been so interested in, you know, spinning up and starting things like that? Um, you know, I, I have reflected myself and I have I have actually I've got a good answer for that, to be honest, oh, cool. I think. Um, you know, for me, you know, I wasn't, I'm not a, a very smart character in terms of, um, I'm not, I haven't been to university, I was never the best at school, but I was an athlete. Yeah, I was right. very good at sport. I was a, I was a very good athletics in terms of running, high mm -hmm. jump, long jump, rugby, whatever I did at sports, I excelled at it. Um, and that was something I thought that was going to be my career. Uh, you know, I, 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 the older I got, the better I got at it. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, 
in my last year of school, I had a very, very serious accident. Mm. Um, through doing sports um, hurdles, I basically dislocated my, my lower leg um, at the knee joint. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, it changed my life on sure. the spot. Yeah. I, you know, I, I won't go into detail about what happened, but um, I had drop foot. I, I couldn't walk for a long time. And um, wow. it basically took my sporting career and, and put it down the, down the toilet, really. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've always been a passionate individual. And as, as you can hear, I'm, I'm very passionate about everything I do. Mm. And I try and excel at it. And it's, I don't know where it's come from. I think I was born that way. Yeah. Um, and it's just a mindset I have that I need to compete and I need to do well at whatever I do and, and do it at 120%. And I think when that got taken away, I, had, I got left with this void. And obviously, I had a number of choices, you know, in front of me mm. to decide which way to go. Um, and some people, maybe it's a negative thing. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, it was, it was a very hard thing to take, um, knowing that I can never run again, ever, um, properly. And, and, you know, you know I, I couldn't go to my matric dance. You know, I couldn't. I, I, a lot of things I missed out mm. in my last, my last few months of school. Right. Um, I had to be on the sidelines supporting my mates who I played rugby with. And, mm. You know, and, and be that yeah. guy who supported and not one active, you know, active in it. So I think I did a lot of um, reflecting and trying to work out who I am and, and what it is. And it wasn't really a clear process. Mm. I eventually just got to a point where um, I got to the UK and I was like, you know, jumping around and worked out quite quickly that I was pretty good at getting challenges and and just riding with it and being quite resourceful and making it happen. Mm. I got on really well with people and I could actually work out people quite quickly. Yeah. And, and I, I felt whatever task got thrown to me, I'd always could excel and people would see that. And mm. I moved around pretty quickly. And I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know why I became quite entrepreneurial. I don't know what it was. Um, but I suppose there's a competitive edge of trying to excel and improve myself. Um, so I've had, I suppose, in the last, in, in my 20s, I've probably set up and failed about ten to twelve different businesses. Yeah, yeah. Um, from from doing uh, uh, you know golf tours in America, trying to do golf tours out to South Africa, um, trying to do import export business in Australia. Mm. Um, I've tried a whole different different product ideas, um, uh, whether it's hardware, software. I've done everything really, and I failed. I have failed a lot, and I've failed plenty of times, and. You know, all my friends look at me and go, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, they don't know how I do it and, and why I keep, you know, doing what I do. Mm. Um, but I, I've just felt that it's it's my destiny, and, and it's something that I know one day that hopefully all my experiences I will learn from. And and I think, that, you know, that's really what what drives me. And again, I, there's no specific thing; it's just my character, I suppose. Mm. And it's that sort of a, a, that sports competitiveness that I think maybe has, has created that drive um to be you know something a bit better than what i have because it was taken away from me yeah. um out of, out of choice that's interesting man i mean like because i mean i'm I obviously know you on the the most recent side of all of that stuff yeah. right and so when i of course, of course when i meet you i say this well put together chiseled beautiful <laughs> man right you know and i you know and i just go look at this guy i mean like yeah. what can't he do right and it, to a certain degree because i'm just like you know you were you're well you know well presented well captain you go in and you you know you basically you know go and kick some ass right you get in you know what you want to get done and you go for it and then now <clears throat> you're in a world where you know you're running a business you know you're doing another thing which is you know traje the trajectory from what i'm seeing in this uh, current mm -hmm. setup you know you're going really well everything's on yep. the up and up you guys are growing everything looks like it's going to 
you know, uh, you do all the things you guys are hoping it's going to do, which is amazing yeah. to see considering, yeah. you know, the point at which, um, you and I stopped working together was when, you know, everything went, you know, kind of tits up where we were at, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. it was like, yeah. you know, not, not for your fault or anybody's fault, it was just big business no, doing no. big business bullshit. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. I stuck around and, and, um, and you guys went on and, and rolled the dice and have, have uh, rolled mm. the dice well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's interesting. You have such a, I mean, I, the connection you have to it being, um, I suppose in a way, you know, you having to face the trajectory that sports is not the reality. I have to make something of myself in this other direction and just really treating it like yet another competition is a really yeah. interesting way of looking at how you've kind of gone about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I also can't help to call out the fact that you, you kind of preface this, you know, uh, this knowledge thing or this, um, education thing. And, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, mate, as many times as I've spoken to you that, that, that is such the farthest thing from my mind when I work <laughs> with you, you know, in that, in that, that bit, but you do raise it and I, you know, not about getting into it so much, but I find mm-hmm. it interesting because that also could be quite a big driver too. in like going, you know, like I don't have this thing, but I can still make something of myself and, you know, I just, I just find it all quite interesting where you've landed and, you know, how you walk mm-hmm. through. I mean, you're, you're a network of the ability for you to get out and meet mm-hmm. people. I mean, you seemingly know anyone and everyone or they know you. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I swear every time I've gone somewhere with you, somebody knows you, you know, especially <laughs> in a professional environment. They're like, oh, Scott, and you're like, oh, hold on just a second. Are you going to go talk to this person? Because you give people yeah. time and you invest, right? Um, yeah, and I can't I, help to think that that also is a massive benefit to helping you be successful because you give to a lot of people too, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's true, Joe. And then I think, um, you know, just touching on that sort of, you know, the education side and, yeah. and um, you know, it's, it's taken me a, a, a number of years uh, to realize and, and come to terms with it. And I think being honest with yourself is is probably the, one of the most important things. Yeah, 100%. I think. It's you know I've always struggled um, in my earlier years of you know I'm not the cleverest guy in the room you know but I try the hardest and you know and I'm resourceful and like I will get it done but I you know I've always tried and it's always been the shadow over me going mm. I'm not the smartest guy in the room and but through the years and through my failures and experiences I've come to terms with that and, I've, and I want to be honest with myself and go yeah. you know it's not about being the smartest guy in the room mm. you know it's it's actually really about who you know. Um, and it's about people and it's about connecting with individuals and you don't need it. You don't need a degree for that. Mm. Um, it's about, you know, who you are and how, and how you get on with other people and, and how you get through it and how passionate you are and, and your driving force to get to the other end mm. um, and seeing an obstacle and working around that obstacle um, and not seeing it as an obstacle. It's just something in the way that you've got to move or, or get around. Yeah. So I think, I think that's fundamentally where I've got to a point in my life where I've realized, um, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not good at spelling and I make mistakes here and there and, you know, I'm not the most articulate sort of individual, but that's not important. I don't care anymore mm. because I know give me a problem, I'll solve it and I'll get through it because people can trust me. They can get through it and I, I'll, I'll power through. The other side, too, is I've got to give my, my father credit um, when it comes to the, the, the people side of things. Mm. You know, he's a he's a pro golfer. Um, right. He So, you know, he's he you know, he's a well-known individual in South Africa and in his in his time. Um, and he is probably the. Uh, you know, he is my, a mentor to me in, in that space. Mm. Um, you know, not, you know, he hasn't mentored me specifically in that space, but I look up to him as a mentor when it comes to people and how he treats people. His job right. was as a pro golfer, as a club pro, um, you know, and obviously when he was, he was on tour, but became a club pro uh, later on mm. um, in his life. And just seeing him, how he treated people and how well known he was, 
Um, and he knew everybody and anybody in South Africa in the golfing industry. You know, wow. you're, talk, you're talking about Uniels, you're talking about, you know, you know, these guys that are famous today. And, mm. you know, my dad knew these guys and um, just seeing him operate and just, I learned a lot from that. And I, and I think it's also in my DNA. And um, again, realized quite quickly on that people are very important and, you know, treat people um, how you would want to be treated. I know it's quite a cliche in saying that, but it's true. Mm. You know, don't, don't be a dickhead and you don't need to be it. So, you know, I, you know, also the second thing too is I don't live in South Africa, so I don't have that network. Yeah. So I, I've had to fight for it. And I know mm. a lot of people that are not from Australia, um, they don't have that. So we have to fight harder. Yeah. Um, I know growing up in Australia, those who have, they, it's easier. And I know if I grew up in South Africa and, and, I, and, I, and I worked in South Africa, it'll mm. be a lot easier for me. I would have that network I can rely on. So moving from South Africa to England, from England to um, America, from America to back to England, and then England back to and coming to Australia, mm. I've I, I've struggled to set the network up, um, but it's been something that I think is important, and I've and I've allowed myself over the last sixteen or so years here in Australia to be a focus of mine to actually ensure that you know not I have to meet people, but people are important and building relationships is important and you yeah. never know where it's going to help you out. So I think subconsciously it's, it's been how I've operated mm. um, since I can remember. And, you know, you just meet people along the way and, and, you know, you befriend them, you, you do good by it. And, you know, it's, it, it's a small world. Um, and I think that's where it's sort of some of those components all, all come together, I suppose. And by no means I'm a, I'm a successful individual by yeah. no means, but I feel I've learned a lot in the, in the, in life in general with, my experiences and failing so much to realize what not to do, yeah. you know, and not to do that stuff again and f focusing on the, on the most important things and filtering out all the bullshit, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I had no idea your dad was a pro golfer. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> what was that like? I, I mean, like I, I, I don't know that I don't like, so you'd have grown up you know, kind of in a world of professional sports, I guess, in a way like, you know, that's a, that's yeah. a fairly big deal. Um, yeah. How old were you, how old were you for all that? Do you know? Oh, uh, since I was born, my dad was um, right. Just, I mean, it's my, you know, ever since I can remember, my dad was you know earlier days touring, right? Um, playing in tournaments, you know, following him around the course, and oh, um, wow. you wow. know, like you know, meeting really high, pro, you know, meeting high proper people. Sure, so I was sure. I was privileged in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it pro probably um, gave me a sense of you know you know if, if I can reflect now sense of confidence, um, seeing how, you know, again, subconsciously how that was, how that operated. Yeah. Um, so I think that really helped. Um, and then, then he moved into being a, 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 goal, um, a club pro where, you know, stationed at a, at a, at a, at a clubhouse and at yeah. a, a, a semi-prestigious golf course in South Africa and, um, you know, being able to play golf and I want to do and, and, you know, at least having that outlet and, and, and that, that was a quite like the secret source, the spiciness to our mm. lives, right? So yeah. we had, you know, we, it, it was a very interesting piece piece to it. But, you know, my dad was away a lot. I didn't see much of him. Mm. Um, you know, he works almost seven days a week. Um, he was very committed to his job. And, you know, my, you know, a lot of the time my mom brought, brought us up. Um, and, you know, that was, uh, you know, obviously full credit to both of them. But, you know, a lot of the credit must go to my mother in terms of bringing us up as, as kids. Sure. Um, as because my dad was so busy, but they played different roles, obviously, and um, yeah, I suppose that, that that's my dad's side of things, and um, yeah. It's, and that's, did that's you? So I heard you say brother. It, yes. How many siblings? Um, I got an older brother. He's yeah. two years older. Okay. Um, yeah. So he, he he went over to 
the UK with me when um, we first went over. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just the one. Just the one. Sibling. Just the one. Yeah, yeah just okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's Two cool. years older, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's neat. And then you met your your wife now in the UK. So she and she's from the UK, is she? No, no. well, no, no. Actually, no. I met my I met my wife when I was nineteen years old. Um, really? In in Durban, yeah. She was, right. uh, yeah. So you know, in a club somewhere, and yeah, we so hit it off, and yeah, it's been a, uh, it's you know, it's it's been twenty twenty two years, I suppose, and uh, yeah. Um, We've got two kids. We've mm. obviously done a lot of things in, the, in our time and um, yeah. stay, stay together. Um, definitely a, a rocky road at points. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just sticking sticking to it and, um, you know, traveling around the world together and trying different things, I suppose. And yeah, here we are in Australia with, with, with our little, with our lot, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, you got, you got your, your crew. The family crew, yeah, yeah, just yeah. growing, growing that up down here, man. That's is that's hectic. I didn't, I Absolutely. didn't, re- I guess I did know that you guys met young, but I didn't realize that um, that you guys met in in South Africa. Yeah, oh, yeah, she was well, yeah, she's from the UK, but she, you know, right. she moved out there when she was like really, really. Oh, young. so she lived there and then, yeah, right, but yeah, has family yeah. back in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know, she, you know, she went to school in South Africa. Oh, right. She, she, she moved over when she was really, really young to South Africa. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that's cool. Um, all right, well, so uh, that's a that's a pretty interesting background, I guess. I just learned a fair <laughs> few things about you, buddy. I didn't even know. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the one question I'm going to ask then, now that you've told us a bunch yeah. of stuff, uh, do you have a, a bit of gossip about yourself you're willing to share, something that people may not know of you or, or suspect as, of you as a person? Um, uh, yeah, I don't... Oof, tough, tough one. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to say that 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 um, you know that you'd uh, have some crazy dance moves or something like that, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I've seen you dance, and I don't think that they're crazy. I think that you've got it all in check, and I you know, and I wouldn't say that you have some crazy uh, mole that's growing on the uh, you know on the back of your head or anything like that either. So, I mean, if there's nothing, there's nothing. If there's nothing, there's nothing. No, no, no. I'm a I'm a I'm a very passionate rugby fan. Rugby union. Um, I love I love my rugby. Um, I, uh, enjoy socializing, you know, and I, I do love, I do love a, in the old days, not so much anymore. I used to love going out and having a, having a razzle, no doubt. Yeah, and sure. my, people know me for that, I suppose, if you want to, want to call it that. Um, love Michael Jackson. I love Johnny oh. Clegg, which is a South African yeah, uh, musician. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, my friend and I are well known for doing, um, uh, Zulu do- Johnny Clegg dance. Oh, um, really? To, to, <laughs> to, Nice. So I've done it at weddings and okay. we end up rolling, rolling around the, the dance floor and, you know, doing some gumby dancing. So, but Scott, yeah, I got married and you didn't do that at my wedding. Well, because you didn't play Johnny Clegg. Oh, I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's a thing. It's that's a, a thing. thing. Oh, geez. Now it's going to have to be a real thing that I get done at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Exactly. Well, that's, well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Johnny Clegg, yeah, uh, Zulu dance. Yeah, that's man, what yeah. I'm going to have to come up with somehow to work <laughs> that into our lives together. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about um, what you do now? So, I mean, obviously sure. I, I touched upon it a little bit, but I mean, really it's kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I know I keep you and I keep in contact about this stuff, but it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, hear where you're at or, you know, what, what you describe, what you do for a living now. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll just kick off where we left off maybe at, um, at the insurance company we worked at, obviously. Um, so basically, we got an opportunity to um, 
set up an, a, an agency or a consultancy as such. Mm. Um, the bunch of guys that I, I've worked with um, moving around from agency to, from agency and you know working with them for about three years. Um, um, I basically sort of pushed it hard with, uh, with, with a bunch of the guys to say, look, um, I'm, knowing my background and knowing what I've done um, in my age and where I was in my life, there, you know, opportunities don't come come often anymore, you know, and mm. it's hard to it's, it's hard to make those opportunities uh, come about, you know, you're not as a single guy and on your own, you can make sort of your own decisions, but married with kids and you know mortgages, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you you sort of um, you know you limit in what you can do. Um, and I've always had this, this, still this drive in my belly. I, I did park it for a while, you know, trying to get some stability in my life. But when this opportunity came on, I jumped at it and I went, guys, I'm, I'm doing this um, with or without you, really. And, and I'd love to do this thing with you guys. And, um, you know, so, you know, we, there, there was a different, there's a few different shapes and forms of what it was at the time. I won't go into detail. But basically, we set up a, a, a digital product um, like a digital product design agency where what we would do would be helping companies, um, you know, helping them with the digital products, either make it, um, you know, make them more meaningful, more valuable to the end user, um, whether they, they're redesigning an existing product or uh, looking at creating a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, you know, we saw a gap that, um, you know, to work more in an agile, leaner way, you know, companies really need a team like, like us to actually come in and help them move faster and be able to design stuff that's more um, in, in a more data-driven, more insightful from what customers or what users want as opposed to, you know, focusing on tech and, and, and building it up from a tech perspective. Mm. So we saw that opportunity and, you know, it was four of us at the time. We set that up um, and quickly um, got our uh, a couple of clients on board uh, and, and we were very lucky to get our first big client, which was Qantas. Um, and that was pretty much the first month or two into what we're doing. Right. And that was basically gave us the, um, the, the credibility that we needed. We were very lucky, as I said, to get that and the stars aligned, right time, right place. Mm. Um, and yeah, man, we, 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 we embraced that big, big client. We had a couple of smaller ones. We were a small team of four and then scaled that to about five or six um, over the six months. And yeah, I started adding a few, a few more clients. We had an office in the rocks, um, a small little office. And then yeah. since then, we've moved into um, uh, an office in Sydney, in, in the main street of Sydney, in the CBD. Um, and now we find ourselves two, year, two and a half years later um, with about 15 different clients, ranging from big tier one clients like Vodafone, Qantas, uh, CoreLogic, um, you know, and uh, we've got government clients. And then also right across to smaller smaller startups, you know, and so helping across all different sectors of um, the industry, um, travel, finance, banking, um, you know, property, et cetera. And we've grown the team from not just design to engineering, to product management, to team coaching. Um, and we're sitting at about 15 at the moment. Um, and yeah, we, it's, it's been good. We've won some awards um, and some, yeah, some, some that, good yeah. accolades. Mm. Yeah. So look, it's, it's been an interesting journey and, um, uh, yeah, it's someone like myself who's started off in this business as more just, you know, put my head down, do the work, quickly realized that um, the business needed a someone that could manage the business mm-hmm. so, and someone could, that could direct and manage the team, I suppose. And obviously with my past experience with sitting at businesses, having a few smaller agencies, um, boutique agencies in the UK and here, 
um, setting up and managing dev teams in agencies, I sort of it fell into my lap and quite naturally. Yeah. Um, and I sort of took on the role as a managing director of the company, um, where now I'm the sort of a director and managing director and majority shareholder of the business. Where you know the guys are out on site basically, um, you know, leading the engagements. Where mm. um, I have a, a small, a smaller internal team um, that helped me manage um, the day-to-day running of the business and. I also look after the biz dev, uh, the operations, the HR, um, you know, the, you know, the resourcing, the trafficking. I wear multiple hats, yeah. um, and I got, and I got a few internal uh, members of the team that helped me do that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, scaling. Hopefully, moving into a big office um, in the next sort of couple of months, and yeah, obviously pushing hard not to grow too big, but make make sure we focus on doing quality as opposed to just you know not focusing on money. It's about how do we actually make make a difference and be the best at what we do, mm. um, especially in the service offering business? You know, and it's 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 getting flooded. There are quite a few smaller oper- operations coming up, like ours. Yeah. Um, and some of the bigger guys are pivoting and trying to do what we do. So it's competitive, but you know, I think you know, we got into the right time, and I think yeah, it, it's an exciting future ahead. I think it really is. Yeah, I mean, I, there's one thing that I, in the time that we got to work with uh, each other, all of us at, in the group and those boys that went um, over with you, uh, it was one of the more interesting moments in my career because there was a lot of stuff that I'd, I'd seen done in part or in sort of poor form, uh, things that I yeah. understood and had, had, had done, but had done in my own way. Um, yeah. And you guys had the opportunity to really execute in a, in a very cohesive, uh, well-thought-out way. And I think that the the work that you guys do in understanding motivations and interviewing um, different customers and, and really getting down to the brass tacks of what it is that's going to be good, bad, or ugly about something um, was so interesting to me that it was, it, for me, it was a no-brainer to see you guys go off and do it because I was just like, well, you guys yeah. just have to keep doing this because yeah. this isn't done well anywhere I've ever been. Everybody does parts of this and then never does exactly. anything. Um, exactly you guys had the ability to do it and it's good to hear that you know like right place right time or a good moment Mm. for it um it's obviously going well uh you know in that regard but you know there's a lot to be said for you know uh being the arbiter of potentially bad news to people um yeah in in the job i had that i that uh before i met you you know Mm. we i definitely was in that role where i was analyzing Mm. people's businesses understanding their motivations trying Mm. to get a feel for where they Mm. were at from a business Mm. and startup perspective and then delivering the bad news that hey actually this Mm. thing's kind of not good you know, like yeah, this won't yeah. last very long. Or actually, do you realize that the thing that you actually have a value, the IP you've created is this, mm, which has yeah. nothing to do with what you're trying to do as a business, as a passion. Um, Absolutely. And it's tough for people to kind of be, to be in that role uh, mm, and be the one mm-hmm. to say, you know what, this is not good. Or, you know, this yeah, is where yeah, you yeah. want to go. Um, yeah. You know, it's a tough and, thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and challenging, right? And it's, yeah. you know, people don't like to be told, you know, um, that the idea is not a good idea. No one likes to know that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think from a technical standpoint, it's always difficult because um, technology, from my perspective, I see it as an enabler, right? And it's, there's so many different forms where something can be created or built. Yeah. Um, where, and where I saw the opportunity um, with WeDiscover, um, the agency, obviously, that we've set up is, is, you know, we want, as designers, we want to remove ourselves from being the ones trying to deliver that news. Yeah. Um, and purely be facilitators and yeah. taking and, 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 and uncovering the data and the insights that mm. 
ultimately will be the people using the product or technology and just passing that information on yeah. where the, the, the client or the person behind the idea can't challenge us to say, no, you're wrong or we don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. It's they commissioning us to find out, hey, listen, don't look at us. This is what people are saying. Mm -hmm. um, and we do it in a way where it's, it's not yes or no, um, but it's why and actually getting down to the detail and the, 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 the root cause of the issues where it's quite clear when clients and people hear it, it's, you can't argue against it. Yeah. It's very clear. And we, mm -hmm. we are presenting patterns and we're presenting trends. It, it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not one person saying this. Look, 70% of people we've spoken to have called this out and this is what they said. And this is why they said it. And here's the root cause of it. It's hard to argue. You know? So we're finding there's, there's definitely traction there. And yeah. um, especially with where, where we are in our industry, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I mean quite a, that quite a by broad um, statement where Technology has changed where it's not CD packaging and it's putting software on servers. It's all cloud-based. It's all things can be changed on the fly now, which yeah. has really created this opportunity for us to be able to, you know, learn and fail fast. And I know it's cliche again, these buzzwords, but it's true mm. where you can, you can fail and you can make change quite quickly. Sure. So these bigger clients and, and small and mid-tier companies are realizing that and they do realize that, look, we, we can engage with companies like we discover um, and get them on board and, and get them to, can commission them to do some work up front now because we, we're not afraid to, to know that, look, it could be wrong or you've got to move in a slightly different direction because they're not having to put everything and develop it all and package it and ship it out and only release it once a year, or once every six months. Sure. You know, yeah. so that's yeah. really driven this, this need, I think, in the market for this more leaner, uh, research and, and, and way of designing and delivering, yeah. which is where this, where this opportunity all came about, I think. Mm, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. And the nature of which, you know, um, platforms and services run now, I mean, you can do small, uh, small pieces of very focused work and change aspects in a very concise way, um, yep. that, that have a strategy that can reach across the entire thing, the entire platform. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, yeah it's, inter it's a very interesting, um, you know, oh, sort of, yeah. Uh, I guess it's for me. It's interesting because you get into the the way at which people are thinking and working, right? And you're mm -hmm. you're pushing and prodding the edges mm -hmm. of why they're making decisions in order just to surface that information so you can synthesize yeah. it, put something in front of somebody. Um, mm -hmm. But in a way, like because I sat through, I, I scribed for a few of those um, yeah. those interviews and sat through uh, for Warner and stuff. And man, it, for me, it was just an eye opener in the way that you have to create like a pattern of conversation, a pattern of mm. questions that are not leading, mm. that don't push yeah. people down a path. Like it was so much fun to just mm. sit in there and kind yeah. of go, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> like people, yeah. people just, you know, and they just go down a path, you know, and you just ask yeah, one little yeah. thing and yes, then yes. boom, you know, you're just getting this information back around something. Yeah, um, Joe, it's, it's a definite art. Yeah. And it's, and, an and art, it's yeah. one thing, well, the one thing we have to try and, you know, educate sort of our clients and people we engage with is that, you know, um, I suppose the lack of, and I take this, and I say this lightly, lack of respect for research, right? Yeah. It's, it's an afterthought generally. It always has been, mm. you know, it's always looked as, as this perception of it's long and it's tedious. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we're trying to change that. We, we're trying to position ourselves as like a sort of full stack um, agency, but lean, where mm. you can go to one place and get the full suite in a, in a, in a, in a lean, but in a qualitative way. Um, so we've proud, we pride ourselves on how we conduct the research and the interviews. And it's not, and it's, and it's, 
uh, it's not actually interviews, it's conversations with people. So we're trying to change the, the perception of, of how people see it. Um, if you can sit down, as what we're doing now, and have a conversation and, mm. and op- ask open-ended questions with a script in mind and direction, yeah. um, you really can uncover a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people think, well, it's a script, give it to anybody, and that person can just ask the questions. Yeah. It's not about that. Gee, yeah. A script is just a script. It's a guide. Sure. Yeah. And, the, and the conversation, that's where it unfolds. And you sometimes only, you, you don't even follow the script. It, it's just a starting point. Mm. But once mm. you, as a, as, a, um, as a practitioner in the space, it's, it's actually a hell of a rewarding, you know, sitting across the table from somebody with a specific thing in mind in some direction and seeing where you end up. And every conversation is different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you synthesize the information, there's a pattern, yeah, and there's a clear patterns that come out. So it's it's not guided, it's not bias. It's but at the end of it, you, you see a very similar result. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a really uh, uncanny sort of thing to do. Like I I felt a heap of pressure, like uh, just <laughs> sitting in the room and making sure I, got, I gathered the right information, or did I get mm. that, or whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it was just kind of cool because. You know, it's it's not often that you get to be, you know, part of those types of conversations, you know, and hear that stuff firsthand. Yeah. You're normally hearing it later when you can be skeptical or yes, you try to shoot yes, holes yes. through it. So it's like yeah. one of those things where you're just sitting in the room just going, well, you know, it was just good to trust people, to, you know, to have people in a team you could trust that, you know, did it well. There was no bullshit about it. There were, you know, like, yeah. if, you know, I think about the people that did that work and I was just like, no, no, no. I absolutely know they're doing the work to the highest yeah. level possible. There's no yeah. question about what's come out of this. So therefore I have yeah. every, every drive to represent that information as, as best yeah. as possible. So it's just a neat thing, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I find that, you know, that's missing from a lot, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of things, but, um, you know, and, and even in life, right. You know, we don't necessarily, we're also surface level in what we do now, you know, and a lot of it's just yeah. built on misinformation or just assumption. Right. So we just kind of walk around just kind of assuming we know everything when really, you know, we don't know shit and <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we yeah. and you know, we just kind of go, yeah, sure. All good. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, some of us are willing to cut through and, and be a bit deeper yeah. about stuff, but most people kind of zombie around and, you know, just kind of do their thing. So, um, oh, that's yeah, interesting, yeah. man. Well, I'm super it's, it's, pumped for you guys. Yeah, no, no it's, it's an exciting journey so mm, far, and it's mm. obviously a longer road to go. And, but like I said, by no means are we are we there yet. But you know, it's definitely looking reflecting back on my past, and um, you know, using every single tool that I've yeah. you know picked up along the way to try and make this thing um, a success. And I do believe it's it's going in that direction. So, mm. um, it's, you know, it's good to know those years of hard labor and failure is. is Hopefully paying off. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, shit. If you know, I, I think that's the whole point, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's gonna. Is there a? Do you have a, a dream? Is there a dream for this thing, or if you you're just kind of working through it? No, it is a it is a long term vision. Um, yeah. you know, you know, the idea is, you know, we we are very much, as you know, from our background and and the guys that I've sort of, you know, started this with, uh, we are to a degree very entrepreneurial. Um, yeah. Especially myself, I'm very entrepreneurial from that sense. Mm. Um, I love building businesses. I love creating. And building, and whether it's product or, or whatever it may be, um, it's it's a dream of mine. So, I eventually want to see um, we discover turn into uh, a product company where we are um, incubating startups, we are creating our own products, um, and and getting those out, you know, and having a sort of another area or another branch of the business where it's purely focused on that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, with a lot of research and a lot of um, in-depth knowledge that we've collected and. Um, experience of the years, you know, we, we're probably in a, in a good situation to 
to to know you know roughly which direction to to start something in if you know what i mean mm. um and you know so that's so that's an exciting part and it's obviously still a way off um and it's all about timing and making sure it's right but yeah you know we want to you know help help others and also help ourselves you know and, and yeah. try and create some more meaningful products out there that maybe have a bit more um opportunities and a bit more a percentage of actually being more successful mm. um as opposed to just starting a startup because i experienced it once and i think it's a good idea and and i'm going to put my whole life into it you know yeah, sure. as opposed sure. to you know trying to validate things from the start and using our own methods to to create something from 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 scratch and mm. trying to validate it early right um mm. And, and that's where a lot of startups go wrong, I suppose, is they don't have the investment and, and the, the time and energy to do proper uh, qualitative research to actually make sure the idea is is, is desirable from you know from a, a, a problem or a product market fit. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know that's where I think I personally see the bigger reasons, you know, and and being honest with yourself and going, you know what, I've done this two three weeks of, of solid research. You know what, I'm going to stop. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to continue on. But you know, you, you, your heart goes into it and you invest everything and sometimes you take longer than you should and you should get out earlier. So there's the mentorship they want to provide to startups. We want to coach them. And so it's a bigger picture, you know, and mm. it's about how, how do we help the community? How do we uplift in the grassroots of business and actually ensure that, you know, we can provide a better success rate. And, mm. you know, you've got kids coming out of school and not, not opting to go to uni anymore or those that yeah. starting uni opting to go out. It's becoming an education, yeah. you know, startups are becoming an education. So, the the, gov, the the government and the private sector I don't think haven't caught up yet. Mm. So I believe it's our responsibility as um, the, uh, the private sector, as small business like we are, is to try and able and help where we can through our experiences and try to give back to the, to to the community and to the grassroots. And and, and that's I'm, and I'm genuine about that. Yeah. Um. I re, re, re really want that to happen, and it's something that I will be building on the business eventually. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome too. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate for, you know, real life learning as opposed to, um, yeah. you know, just simulated ideas that, you know, they try to pump you through so that when you go out to the world, you're just completely disappointed. <laughs> you're just yeah, like, yeah. well, this isn't what I was taught in school. It's like, well, nothing in school is what's really li life. Life, it does not represent what you learn in school. Um, it does not. You know, it does not. Science yeah. is factual, but because it exists, but not because you're going to go and experience science, right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just such 100%. a weird thing, you know, the way that they yeah. institutionalize learning and then and then set you out and just say, all right, good luck. You know, it's yeah. just sort of bullshit, you know. Um, it, it hasn't changed quick enough, has it? It oh, hasn't changed right. quick enough. I absolutely think that um, the end of corporate is here primarily because mm -hmm. it's not keeping pace with the changes in education, right? So education yeah. is radically changing. The way that they're teaching kids to learn, the way that they're constructing environments for them to learn in, for all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff, they've, they've shifted that so much so that when the kids are getting out of school and moving mm -hmm. out into the workforce, they're just like, this isn't the world I understand. That's ex you know, yeah. Joe. That is, I, I went to a um a, a conference uh, not too long ago, and it was a government conference um mm. and a private sector, and that was exactly one of the topics that came up. Yeah. And they 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 are, they're starting to acknowledge it now, um, especially universities and things like that, where exactly to your point, the kids of today are are going through a a new way of learning mm. that that we as um I suppose the government and private sector they they have a slightly different perception of why it should be. Mm. And there's going to be a, a, it's going to collide at some point. Um, so, and, and they're acknowledging that. It's, it's they're walking around going, no, this is not what, this is not what we were taught. This yeah. is not how we were supposed to do things. Mm. Why is it so backwards? And um, I, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. And I think it's a responsibility of ours 
to, to ensure that we can keep, try to keep up or do the best we can to ensure when those, my kids coming out of school in, you know, in 10 to 12, 13 years time, that, you know, that things are stable and, and there's at least an opportunity for them to progress in their careers and have a career. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Uh, I think that, um, the, the, the way at which things are working are, there's going to be a massive collision at some point. I mean, you can see the trends now, you know, mm. the way that people perceive work or the way that the, mm. the generational gaps are going, you know, I don't want to work this way or I want a better balance to this or, yeah. or the big one that they gripe about, uh, not the generational, the younger generation gripe, but that, that are, you know, that people in the w- workforce say, oh, they just want to, uh, all their jobs to have meaning. Uh, and yeah. then they quit, you know, really quickly. You know, it's like, mm. um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where like, the, the old way is a rite of passage, right? Mm. You climb the ladder, right? All those analogies, yeah. right? And then yes. once you get up there, you, you're so broken and bitter or torn that you've and you finally accomplished whatever the fuck you were going for yeah. that, you have, it, that you're no longer a representation of the person that you start with. It's like when I look at politics, right? And mm. I, I look at what politicians do. They go in, they're all bright, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, I'm going to change everything. I'm, I want to be this politician. Yes. When they get out the yeah. other end, they're no different than any of the other ones because Absolutely, they do yeah. exactly the same bullshit. They're just pushed down yeah. paths to make simple mm. decisions to get that money because at the yeah. end of the day, everybody just wants to go home for dinner. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of yeah. those things where I just, I can't help to think that, you know, um, you know, I, I said this to my son the other day, he said something to me. I actually interviewed my son for this and, um, this, this podcast. And he was talking about, I said, well, you know, what, do you know what emotional intelligence is? And he said, oh, you know, he, he had a good definition of it. He actually described it as what his brother's really good at of manipulating people yeah. and getting what he wants. I said, well, that, that's a part of it. I said, but I actually find my, my oldest son to be quite emotionally intelligent. He may yeah. not know it, but he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but he, he kind of, his perception of himself is that, you know, there's not a lot going on there, but I think kids today they are far more aware of yeah. things. And it's because, um, you know, I think ironically, because they're more connected to each other. Well, uh, yes, it's that. But also, too, we've got to acknowledge that um, times have changed. Yeah. Mm. So the fact, what I mean by that, Joe, is um, you look at my grandfather and what his job was yeah, sure. and what my dad's job was. And, and, and I, when I mean that, I don't mean my specifically my dad and my grandfather. I'm talking about just as a standard what did work mean to them? And yeah, even yeah. to my mother or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not discounting females, obviously. I'm talking about everybody. What what did work mean um, to people at the time, say 50 yeah. years ago, yeah, the generation. 20 years ago yeah, to now? So, yeah. you know, 50 years ago was, thank God I've got a job. And women, you know, females never worked. It was the men. And um, and it was, so the structure was different. And the, the jobs were simpler. Technology wasn't advanced. It was you know, I, I did my job A, B, C, D, and yep. that was it. And and you know, my, and in the, in our parents' era, it got more complex, and mm. there, there were more different types of jobs. And so it gets granular and granular. And now today, where you know, where the focus back then was this simplicity and just some key key areas. Now it's about we got so many different types of jobs, so many much demand, different technology. Mm. We expect a lot more. Mm. We you know, there's this. It's it's more complex. So people are focusing on, on more the detail and the more oh, I need this and I need that. I want a better life. Mm. But though, you know, my grandpa's days, they didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, you know, so we, we've, we've been given more choice as time goes on. Mm. Um, and I classify it as like first world, third world problems. You know, mm. I've come from, I've, I've born in Africa, right? So when you, when you realize what third problems are, then the first world problems, they go away very quickly. Sure. If sure. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I so get that. It, it gives it gives you perspective. But mm. living in a first world country, um, 
you know, it's all these other things come. My coffee's not, you know, hot, and you know, I like my my avocado with salt, or like Vegemite. It's all these <laughs> things that we expect, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, you, you go you go granular, more granular, and your expectations get higher and higher. So mm. it's just the nature of, of where we're going. Um, so that the kids of today. When they come out of it, they're going to have way more high expectations of where we are today. Mm. So, you know, how do we help and ensure that we can keep up with that expectation, mm. you know, and, and, and hopefully fill the gaps? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in a way, things are far more specialized right now as well. So mm-hmm. you can get far more mm. specialized work and hopefully you can, you know, you start to map, map that back to, the emotive side of what they're trying to achieve and you know what they yeah. think they're going to get. But I, I still think there's a cliff drop once they come out of school. It just, it's, yeah. it just doesn't, yeah. it's not the same world, which is interesting Absolutely. too. Um, yeah. I do, yeah. I do want to ask you one question though about, yeah. you know, um, obviously you've, you've done a lot of things in your life and um, obviously have hit the failure, mo- failure walls a few times and how to yeah. you know, rework things. Right. You know I mean? You, you mentioned so many things that you've done. Um, <laughs> how did you handle you know, dealing with those transition moments, you know, like, you know, you obviously things would be going up, uh, going on, going through your mind, you know, you'd be processing all that information. I mean, outside mm. of being competitive and just having that drive, you know, obviously yeah. I had to work through stuff, you know, do you, do you have mm. a way at which you deal with, you know, the, the transition and the failure component of um, the things you've done? Um, sure. Um, over the years, it, ha- it has been quite different, I suppose, how I've mm. dealt with it. Um, uh, you know, I, I wear my, my you know, heart on my sleeve, and you know, it's it da- you know, in the earlier days, it took huge knocks in terms of you know, you know, you know, trying to run a business, setting it up, and then I suppose it almost become desperate, if you know what I mean. And and, sure. I, and so you, you do one thing, and you realize it's not failing. Therefore, you have to pick up another thing because sure. you, you don't want to see it fail. So you, you you just do the next thing, and then you do the next thing because it keeps failing. So you're almost treading water the whole time. Mm. Um, and you don't want to sink. You don't want to see yourself as sinking and then having to go and, I suppose, realize to yourself that, and I don't know how to put this, um, that, that, you've, that you've got to go down a different path. Um, and it's not, it's not what you envision yourself doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the fear, the fear of doing that. Mm. Um, and I suppose, obviously, the, coming from the sports side of things, I've always, you know, I've always had the challenge to try and, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. But at the failure point, it's all right. Reset. Um, I've got another idea, and 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 I've always had you know, multiple fingers and different pies. And while while I'm doing something, I'm always thinking, well, if that fails, what what else can I be doing? Right. So I'm always I'm always sort of underpinning the idea or the I you know or the business with another another mm, business mm, in case a little bit of an so, escape hatch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think as the time the years have gone on. You know, and I think I hit a pivotal moment in my, like a light bulb moment, I suppose, in my career about, I suppose, eight years ago or seven years ago, where um, I was at an agency and and realized I needed to get out of that agency where I, I was there for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, getting into a more product-focused agency, really realizing all the work I had done previously in my earlier years, all basically all converged. And it's sort of I realized that actually I'm a I'm a product guy. Right. I love building business and product. I never when I was in the UK and I and I did all these, uh, you know, startups. You know, startups went around then, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. They were just websites or um, ideas, you know. And yeah. I didn't realize what they were until that moment in time, and I was like, you know what? 
I am a product guy and I love and I'm mm. entrepreneurial and I and I was just chasing, chasing, chasing and never took stock and paused to realize and reflect on what, what is it who I am and what is it that I do. Yeah. Um, and the, by me leaving that company and starting this in the product, I really felt uh, this product agency that I felt like I've, I've actually found my place. Sure. I actually, I know, I, I know what I'm here to do. Um, other than my, my athletics and my sports way back then, you know, I was mm. like, I know my purpose now. And, you know, I, I, I've kept books of ideas and ideas and I've got so many of them where I've tried and failed. And when I realized that product is not just about the idea, it's about making sure you can come to terms with, is my idea going to make it and mm. trying to fail early. And that's where I really went, you know what, there's something here. And this is how I want to be because my life's all been about failure. And how do I stop doing that? Well, I need to be more, um, <clears throat> more honest with myself and prove myself wrong earlier on than go too far down the road, which is what I was doing. I was mm -hmm. investing way too much for too long and then failing. Whereas I was like, you know what? Here's actually some frameworks and some really interesting ways of being able to fail early mm -hmm. and not actually breaking the bank and investing too much and getting too caught up with it. So it took me a while to realize that, which is why I love what I do, is that I can now help others try and get to the point of not failing, but pivoting and sure. moving to a slightly different direction. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I just wanted well, to throw that out there. Yeah, it, it just, it's, um, it's interesting because everybody has their methods, right? And they're, they're the way at which they'll work their situations out and understand them. Um, you know, I can't help to... to um, ask the question as well that you like the pressure that you there's something about those pressure situations that really keep you moving too as well um, you like a good yeah. challenge I guess is what I'm saying and so that drives yeah. you as much as anything else and then you yeah. you know you're willing to fight for it until the point yeah. at which um, you go all right well this is going to keep going or actually you know I'm, I might pull the escape hatch and just kind of follow this slight trajectory in a different direction which is yeah. an interesting yeah. way of of um of going about things. I mean, you know, it's, it's cool, man. I mean, if you, like I, I had no idea how many different things that you'd done uh, to, before <laughs> yeah, today, crazy. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah because I, like me, I've, I've always, I, I've, I've always looked at myself as playing fairly safe. You know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of go in and work hard, but I was raised differently, you know, to go in, mm -hmm. work hard, um, mm -hmm. you know, and exhaust the, you know, the mm -hmm. pathway. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, I've been trying to really like in the last probably three or four years, I've, or probably five years, I've really stepped back from that idea um that it's mm. not about that at all for me uh mm. you know to the point at which i don't really know who i am anymore inside of the workforce yeah. you know as yeah. such i know what i do i know what i'm effective at i know what can offer yeah. you know value and i know what my value prop is but it's like i don't know i don't identify you know it's like yeah it's, it's like one of those yeah. things where i'm like well you know i could do all this shit but do i really mm. want to you know it's like yeah, oh, yeah. maybe maybe not you know and yeah uh, yeah it's 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 an interesting gamut you know the whole uh, well it is it's, it's it's so important to find that um the path at least is going to take mm. you on, you know, in, in a in a new new trajectory when you're in that mindset. Because I, I clearly remember myself going through that, um, and it took me, like I said, a long time to get to the point of realizing, you know what, don't overcomplicate it. You know, I I, I used to overthink things because knowing that um, uh, my background in terms of failing and, and you know not having a degree and having a business degree and running businesses, sure. you know, I. I've, I've had to be a little bit bullish and a little bit, um, let's just get it done and put myself under pressure because no matter what I do, I'm going to overcomplicate and overthink it sure. because I don't, I don't have those, those skill sets or the right tools to provide me. So, you know what? I'm going to get through it. I'm going to jump in the deep end. 
you know what, and I'm going to have the confidence to get there. I'll, I'll put my pressure on myself to make sure it gets done, you know, and, and, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's showing the positiveness of it, but by no means, it's, it's, a, it's a scary, scary thing. I must say, sure. it's a hell of a scary when I, I do reflect. Yeah, I mean, but, but obviously you're, you're quite self-aware of what, what that looks like. And so you know what mm-hmm. you need to do to get into it. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. going in blind. You understand, mm-hmm. you know, where you're going to go with it and how you're going get, to get it done to the best yeah. of your ability. And I mean, uh, knowing how to do that and knowing what you're good at, I think is, mm-hmm. you know, half the battle, man. Because if you just went blind uh, and yeah, kept doing yeah. this, you'd probably be insane at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because you're quite sure. aware of, the, of, mm-hmm. of your skills and how you can go about mm-hmm. doing things and, and what you're capable mm-hmm. of, it probably mm-hmm. does help. Um, quite a lot with you know the successes and failures and the continuation work right um, yeah because you're always building right always learning always learning i think that's the key there yeah. Joe. i'm yeah. always learning um never be complacent mm. never feel that i'm in my job and you know for me whenever i've got to a point where um, i didn't feel i was absorbing enough mm. um i wanted to move on you know if you know what i mean yeah, 100%, I, yeah. I, I've, I've always felt that i always would work for myself and i always want to work for myself and i want to mm try and be be something right and mm. whatever that may be so therefore i need to absorb as much as i can and everything and every touch point i have in my life um whether it's learning through my interactions with people whether it being strategic in mm. way i conduct myself in business how i absorb information or how i have worked with other places and i've i've had to you know knowing that scott one day i'm going to do this one day i'm going to do this so i must learn this i must absorb mm. this i must observe this i must observe so i'm constantly putting my mindset of I'm going to be this one day. So therefore bring and learn as much as possible. Mm. So if I was just complacent going, I don't know what my, my trajectory is. I don't know what the light is in the tunnel. So therefore I am here today and I'm just going to be me. I probably wouldn't have learned as much and I wouldn't mm. have been hard, as hard as hard as I was on myself to learn. Mm. But because I've always had this driving force of, um, I want to be something bigger and greater. Yeah which is their competitiveness yeah, yeah. it's required it's required me to like i said learn and absorb as much as i can because i know that i don't have that education therefore what else can what else can prop me up to be successful yeah yeah that's 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 an incredible thing how do you, do you so you're so this really goes back to what we were talking about so when you you're talking about you knew what you wanted to be you dream big you know you you wanted to be bigger you know bigger better you know, this yep. bigger, better thing. I mean, that really, are we really talking about that point at which then you, the sport injury and then that, that sort of trajectory change that moment or was it, was it before that or, or after that? Are we talking about this sort of kind of idea that, you know, you're going to be, that you wanted to be bigger and better than. Mm. Yeah, I, it's got to be, you know, I have reflected on this and I, and, I, mm. and I try and I do think where has it come from? You know, I read Richard Branson's book when I was, you know, I think 20 years old. Yep. He inspired me. And I don't know why he inspired me. I don't know why I wanted to be like him. You know right. what I mean? I don't know where it's, I don't know where it's come from. Um, I suppose when the door closed on sport um, and, and trying to be something great and, and, and always challenging myself in the sporting arena to be better and try harder and, and be quicker and be better at it, I suppose the – the next thing was what it was. I'm an adult now. I'm out of mm. school. Mm. Um, so what do I do? I've got to earn money and I've got to do something. So uh, maybe that energy went there maybe. And in terms of, mm. well, if I go work for somebody and I'm just a number, mm. you know, I, I, I'm not a corporate guy. I hadn't got to university to get a degree. So I'm restricted in myself in terms of where I could take myself in my career. 
So what's the next best thing? Well, I have to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. You know? So therefore, if I'm going to do it myself, I, I got to do everything I can and try everything I can to do it. So I just jumped in the deep end with, I've got an idea. Um, uh, you know, uh, the first, my first business was um, a small boutique agency where um, I had, like I said, I had a .NET developer and I was, a, I was the designer and we had like five or six businesses in the UK. Um, and that was, that's basically sparked it. It was like, you know what? I've got an opportunity here at mm. the age of 20 to actually start a business up. And once I realized that, I think that really helped me realize that I can, I can basically, yeah. I can do this on my own. I, I, I don't need to be in a corporate environment to, to be successful. I've sort of got the taste for it. I like the challenge of it. And mm. that maybe, maybe replaced that, that, you know, the sports, the sports feel of, yeah. of being successful. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough one to pinpoint it, but it's got to be along those lines. You know, maybe sitting with a psychologist <laughs> one day, maybe, yeah. Maybe they, not. they can, I mean, they can help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe just let it be. But I, I just think it's interesting in just hearing the story, hearing a bit of the origin story and like just knowing you, you know, as much as I do know you, um, mm. you know, and, and how you operate. It's it's an interesting thing. You know, I, I, I had I there's I've actually learned quite a lot about you today, which is quite cool <laughs> in the sense of like just knowing more about. The, your drivers, you know, the motivations mm. and where they're coming from, because, yeah. you know, I mean, you and I, we sit in a room, we, we joke, we have a good time. Like, I, you know, it's just like kind of mm. old mates, but you know, it's fun yeah. when you kind of get under the covers a little bit and talk about some stuff. Cause it's like, wow, <laughs> wow. Hold on a second. Yeah, so I had yeah, no yeah. idea. Um, that's really <laughs> well, neat. Uh, we'll have to do a podcast, um, flip it around. I can interview you. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure yeah. there's some really interesting yeah. stuff there. <laughs> yeah. My, my, yeah. My, my origin stories are very different than a lot of people. <laughs> so, but my motivations seem to come from a good place. So that's, yeah, that's all I'm good. Sh- they definitely do. Hey, Scotty. So I got one more question and then we'll probably wrap it yeah, up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the big one I want to know, uh, if, mm. is, uh, would you say that you're happy in your life? Yeah, I think so, man. Um, definitely. I think, you know, I have to answer that, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, all well, family's well. Um, I'm a very much a, a family person, a very mm. family man. Um, and I've tried to make sure, um, you know, having, having, so I take, let me take a step back. Having, so I'm in a, a, a home where both my wife and I work full time. Sure. Um, and it's very high pressured and it's mm. very tough. Yep. Mm. And to bring up two kids in an environment was also not very, very easy. My wife's been put up with me um, for the last 22 years with all my crazy ideas. Sure. Um, and she's definitely supported me mostly through it. And um, I have to thank her for that. Obviously, a lot of the time, her being the breadwinner um, mm. of it um, and putting up with you know my failures, I suppose. But, um, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a road traveled on, I suppose. And um, I've got to a point where, you know, I'm able to have a family and be close to my kids and see them every night mm. and not work on weekends and run a business, um, but be able to, and, I, and, but work very hard, work, work very hard. I don't turn off obviously. And, but you know, it is a challenge for me personally, um, as it is, I'm sure for my wife with her work, it's very busy with her. She works in a big corporate environment and, um, you know, we, it's hard, you know, it is, it is very hard, but I have to say yes to your question. I, I am very happy. I'm very fortunate. And, um, you know, I look at some of my friends that are not working for themselves, working in, you know, corporate or other, other environments where they're traveling a lot mm. and they're not seeing their kids. Um, and uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I could do that. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I don't know if I could do that. And I, yeah. and I keep telling my, my wife that, you know, I, we're actually in a very lucky situation where, you know, 
that we've been able to create an environment where I can be here and I can support my children and support um, my family as much as I can in my capacity. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure my wife will say, you know, it's, you know, it can be better. Of course it can sure. be better. Yeah, and and we, always, be better. We, yeah. we always can be better. Mm-hmm. But I feel still that we're coping and we could still go on our trips and holidays and we, we you know, we, we, we aren't, we aren't wanting, you know, you know, it's, it's, we still got mortgages and, and, and things to pay off. But, you know, I think we're happy, man. I think we are happy. Um, it does have its challenges, you know, and one week is hard and there's honestly arguments and it's tough, but, you know, the other week it's great, you know, and, but all, all I can say, I come home and I see my family and, and it's, it's great. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm very, very happy. Oh man, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's good to be in a position where you um, have the ability to engage with your and be part of your family's lives. I mean, like yeah. you know, when I was working, uh, when my kids were younger, I'd, I definitely felt like I was on the burning end of that. Um, yeah. You know, you get home, you, you rush home to get, you know, get to see them. Um, yeah. But, you know, then I was contracting on the weekends and, you know, I was yeah. doing other things like to, to try to make more money and, mm-hmm. man, I was burning out, you know, so yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like I missed out a bit, you know, in, yeah. in a certain way. And then I got divorced. Yeah. But that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole <laughs> other missing out on your kids' lives yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, but, cool. but, but, but I can see how that can happen, right? I'm, yeah. And, and it's, I really can. And it's, mm. it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge um, that, you know, everyone faces in a day-to-day basis with mm. having young kids, having having jobs that you got to support and the pressures of today. And it's mm. not easy, you know. Um, the dynamics have changed dramatically in the last sort of 20 years. And a lot of pressures on the, on the, in, on the male and female now mm. to ensure that they can bring up children. And, you know, we're doing, men are doing roles that we've never done before and it's yeah. all in our lap and women are doing the same thing. So it's this new territory and it's not easy, right? And there's mm. no education and schooling to take us and how to bring up kids in, in this environment. So it's hard, you know, and, and some advice I can give to maybe some of your listeners that, you know, um, for one, I would never do what I'm doing now if it meant sacrificing my family. Sure. Yep. I, I would stop it tomorrow. Mm. With all the success I've got with it, I would stop it tomorrow if I had to turn around and go, I could not be with my kids in the same capacity. Sure. It's my number one thing in my life, right? I found myself... Um, Probably when I did my second startup, my proper startup, which was a hardware software business, um, and I had a patent going, and, and, and I won't go into detail, but I found myself in Fiji um, six months into this project where I was totally fully absorbed. My, my son was probably six to eight months old, and my wife's out there with the son, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, the unit um, beavering away while I'm on holiday, mm. and, and, I, and I, I, it, was that, it was a changing point in my life. Mm. where I realized that I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing the startup stuff where I, it's just totally consuming me. I've got a child. I've got a family now to look after. I, I, I need to stop doing it. And that's what stopped me. And that's why I moved into getting a full-time role and going into more enterprise and, and, and getting more of a proper job, if you want to call it that, right? Sure. Um, sure. And being more serious. I knew I need stability in my life. And I said, when the time comes again, when things are right, I'll jump out and do it. But only when it's the right time. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And that's when and that's what happened with the IG and what happened was just if it wasn't then, I was never gonna do it. And that moment came and I jumped at it. And this is where we are today. And I've, I'm lucky enough to create an environment where it hasn't sacrificed my family too much. Mm. That's brilliant. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Cool, man. Cool. Well, hey, Scotty, I appreciate <laughs> well, you taking the time. I've, no worries. I put my life on the internet. Yeah, well, it's all, it's going to be all in a in a small number of heads uh, yeah. around uh, Australia, maybe a little bit in the UK and and yeah. uh, in America. But you know, hey, look, maybe you're going to inspire the whole world 
to uh, to do what they're going to do. Uh, um, I don't think so. But if you know, you know, at all, you know, like I obviously was keen to have a chat to you about it, and I wasn't sure where it was going to go. But you know, Joe, you, you, I'm sure you agree with me too. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, you want to make a difference, and I know it's yeah. again fluffy, 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 but I genuinely do want to make a difference. And there's anything that I've said through my experience that any of your listeners can uh, take away and, and and it might not be right for some totally and they'll be like well this guy's nuts mm. it doesn't work you know but for me uh, i've still got a lot to, to go and a, a longer journey to take and i'm gonna have way more ups and downs but at me at my life my stage that's my story mm. um and i've and a lot of my life is from learning yeah um so hopefully you know there's, there's those out there that can that can take something from it to maybe do something with that mate that's a beautiful message man learn through life buddy that's it, man. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Hey, buddy. I All appreciate right, it. Thanks, no problem. Mate. I'll talk to you. No problem. Thanks, Joe. Cheers, Take bye. care. Cheers. Bye-bye. chat with Scott. I mean, it's interesting when you think about focus. I, I the, My big takeaway from this is, um, you know, I go on about mindset and mindfulness and self-awareness and emotional intelligence. You know, my big takeaway from talking to Scott is, is that, you know, he is incredibly self-aware of who he is um, in the sense of what he's trying to achieve. Um, we didn't dig into other aspects of that self-awareness, but from an emotional intelligence perspective, you know, it's, it's, you'd have some, some high, I guess what they call that EQ, um, around being able to understand others and work with others. I've seen him, you know, really try to get amongst it a bit and, and deal with the others and, and figure things out. And, you know, it's just, you have to be able to understand a lot of these sort of tools in the toolbox in order to understand who you are, in order to understand how to traject and see the future of where you want to get to and, and plot a path. You know, everybody has their thing. I'm not saying Scotty's got it all figured out and he's not perfect by any means. I mean, nobody is, but the point is, is that he has a plan. Um, and and uh, my takeaway from that is, is that I, I'm jealous of that. I don't have that kind of a plan. I don't see the future in that type of way. I don't have that that thing. I, I have a hard time coming up with what I want to do when I grow up kind of thing or what I what I can envision myself being. Um, nothing has knocked me over the head hard enough for me to go, that's that's it. Um, but for some reason, Scotty has a, uh, you know, has had that moment, that clarity that provides him the opportunity to move down a path. And, um, you know, and I'm envious of that. That's a very cool thing to be able to do and have in life. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys got something from that. I, you know, it's not always there's some deep dive into, you know, how and what I'm feeling and, or the person's feeling and how they're going to cut through it. Sometimes it's just about life experience and what those things are dishing at you and being open to them and understanding what they are so that you can figure out where you got to go or what you got to do or how you got to look or how you got to breathe. Um, you know, I was just talking to my mom about, you know, her stuff that she's got going on and, you know, and, and, and I often think that, you know, life dishes you what you've got. Life dishes you what it is it's going to dish you so that you you are able to take it in, pay attention, understand that it is, you know, what it is. And then at some point in time, take advantage of what you learn from that to help someone else later or, or, or to take advantage of whatever it was that happened in order to better understand the world around you or what have, whatever's going to happen as a result of that. So, you know... Life is about just being aware, being awake, being prepared to a certain degree. Don't shut it out. 
Don't make it some big deal thing that, you know, you have to be something that doesn't exist yet specifically, but you need to be ready to learn along the way so that you can get to where you want to go. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today or whenever you listen to it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to doing the next one again. Um, like and subscribe, all that belogna. Um, you know, I need I need the ratings. I need the reviews. I need the feedback uh, on them digital platforms, people, so that we can uh, grow this thing. I, you know, every every week somebody else is kind of picking this thing up, having a, having a, having a listen, and I appreciate that. I really value uh, people listening to the podcast and getting into it. Um, I will aim to try to be more accessible, I guess, if possible. So if you guys have questions, comments, uh, things that you guys want answered as a result of uh, listening to this show, or you just want to fire me some negative um, uh, trolley bullshit, then do it. I'm fine with whatever it comes my way as a result of this experience. And I want to figure out where I fit inside of all this. So thank you again, everyone, for your uh, listening listenership listenership is that the thing i don't know what it is anyways thanks for listening i will talk to you guys in about a week's time when i interview yet another person and uh we will go from there cheers everybody bye